Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Beers and Breakevens, brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. They make investing in property easy for you, as you can probably hear. This sack of shit is on his absolute deathbed voice. Almost gone, but Timmy... I love to play hurt, mate. This is what I pride myself on. Yeah, you do, mate. Uh, look, oh, I wanted to come in here and, and give it to you. You know, as you can tell by the, the certain trophy, get starting to gather a bit of dust next <laughs> to me that you're battling, the, the Stallions. We're, we're hanging in okay. There's not much to beat, but it was a good opportunity for you to have a week off and, you know, you know not cop the shit and uh, my gloating. But you've turned up and I'm impressed, mate. I won't lie. I, uh, I was walking down the hall this morning and I ran into someone in the other offices heard my voice and said, my God, you're here. And I said, yeah, you know, you've got to play hurt sometimes. And they likened it to Michael Jordan's flu game. <laughs> oh. June 11, 1997, where he just showed up, got the job done, made it count. And I said, yeah, that's what I'm all about, you know. And I know that, you know, you're the country boy, and I've said it to you before, you're the country boy with city values. <laughs> I'm the city boy with country values. I just show up, you know. The difference is, mate, that could be one of the great early crows because Michael Jordan <laughs> showed up, Cook's dog, and got the job done. We're about 45 seconds into this podcast and you haven't done a lot yet, so you've gone early. For me, it also reminded me of uh, 2010 Origin Series where Kirk Gidley was our, our skipper and put on the bench all of a sudden. And the whole state looked to the starting team, who's going to be our leader? And they found a Kuma Stallion that night, Brett White. Oh. You're very similar. Oh. Of course, Queensland won that one three fucking zip. So fingers crossed you can do a little bit better for us. Uh, they may have won the game, but Whitey won the brawl, and that's all I care about, and that's all people remember. So, Number one in your pack, number one in your heart, Brett White. <laughs> How good. Shout out to him. Doing great things up there at the Titans. What about their defence? Yeah, he is, mate. Um, I'm pretty sure he went in uh, as, as head attacking coordinator at the Titans, Whitey. So <laughs> he, he's behind all their shapes and whatnot. So he's absolutely nailing his job there. Love that. Uh, guys, also, bloke in a bar, go out, grab yourself a case this weekend. And if you're in Cairns, we'll be at Gilligan's on Friday night, 6 p.m., Timmy will be there. There might be a corpse of me there, but uh, I'll be there regardless. That's going to be an evening. Yeah, you'll be there pumping through your lem sip. I'll have to oh. double, double my intake of blokes. So I might have, to, might have to get on the middies this week, I think. And look, mate, I'm happy to do it. So I can't wait to get up to Cairns for that one. We had a ball in Rocky last weekend. Met, met some more legends. Haven't met a dickhead in three weeks. So, I mean, that's country folk for you, mate. There aren't many out there, so it would have been rare to see one. It's weird because I was on a plane with a country dickhead the other day, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, right, <laughs> he's a city boy too. Let's be honest here. Yeah, I, I saw Kempy in the hall too. He heard my voice and he said, "I'll hold the paint chip to me." Thought I was lucky. Can you believe it? <laughs> How good. Um, now, mate, in Rocky last week, 
uh, a little pinch yourself moment for us. We're on stage, us two fucking idiots, Jarrell Yao Yi, Denim Kemp, mm. some of the greatest wingers Brisbane's ever seen. And uh, the first two questions were super coach, beers and break evens. How fucking good? How good was it, mate? Uh, an absolute leg- legend of a fella up there who'd followed playbook and beers and break evens and was into them. Kempy loved the Supercoach questions coming through. So I reckon when we're in Cairns, if there's any Supercoach fans up there, get along mm. to the show and do the same. Let's just spam the first 10 questions worth of Supercoach. And it's always the way we ask for questions from the crowd. Everyone's a little bit nervous. So you beers and break evens fans, shoot them up. You've get got those a questions get in. Get in those early questions. Absolutely <laughs> love it. And uh, we handed out our two beers and break evens hats the other night to two absolute champions. Can't remember their names, mm. uh, but one of them was a dead ringer for Sean Kepi, and I loved it. It was a Kepi alike, and the other one, the other fella's name was Dylan because he, he showed was a me, fucking legend. Yeah, by he the showed way. me some unreal data, and I said, "Mate, give me a number." That's going straight on the website, yeah. so it's at the bottom of my team's analysis this week. He's got, it's just got the uh, points scored and conceded, super coach for each team where their rankings are. Good stuff. So yeah, I had a look at it. Very good, good one. Way, Dylan. Yeah, shout out to Dill. He was the first one there. He was there before we were. Yeah. He was there before I was anyway. So good man. credit to him. I think I saw him there the night before too. He was already camping out. Yeah, had the swag. Had the swag ready. So we love you, Dill. Thank you, brother. Um, all right. Now, um, you won last week, took the trophy off me. I'm left with this Kuma piece of shit thing over here, <laughs> which I'm not overly happy about. But uh, I think you hold on to it this week again. I went 1,008. Mm. What did you score? 1,050 for the Kuma Stallion. So, yeah, the trophy stays put. Surprise, surprise. That that may not leave this spot for the next 27 weeks. <clears throat> um, it was a it was a survival week, as funny as that sounds, because – and I think probably there's no better example of, of when I <clears throat> when I preach every week that I play the long game and I'm happy to, to dig in early, drop a few ranks, but set myself team up and – Avoided, resisted the temptation last week to drop any of my Penrith contingent. So I held on to Toto, Cleary, Taruva, Luke Garner and thought, you know what, one week, it's not the end of the world. So I was sort of thinking, you know, if I can get out of this week, okay, I'd be happy. There was the 50-50 news around Adam Dewey and whether or not he was going to play Sunday afternoon at Belmore. Because of that coming through, I had to play Isaiah Katoa on the Friday night in my 5-8 slot. Otherwise, I would have copped an AE if Dewey was out. The way it ended up, ended up having to... I played Dewey when he was named. I had to set, sit Jacob Preston, which was like, Ooh, broke my heart. Yeah. So, mate, to, to finish with 10.50, I dropped 5,000 spots to 20K. I've got out of it all right, and I look at my team this week, and I think I'm just well better off for it. So I, I was pretty happy about it. Who's your captain this week? <clears throat> Uh, the wizard, the great, yeah, the wizard Harry Grant, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and look, I'm not. I, I don't want to be rude or anything, but um, my captain was Kiraz, and I mean, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Where was the try, my friend? That should be over fucking here. I'm not blaming him. But I'm kind of blaming him. Yeah, it's like you only had 26 runs, Jacob. Pull your finger out and yeah. have a crack next week. Just on Jacob Kiraz, what about the amount of work he is getting through? Oh my God. It is I, unbelievable. I was watching watching that game. So I, I knew, I obviously avoided him. Lots of people jumped on last week and I was going, oh, he's going to be a tough watch every week. I'm like, I'm more banking on the doggies hitting a wall rather than Kiraz not scoring because he's going to pump out those enormous base stats each week. So he's so good, mate. I can't wait to get into my team, but I'm hoping it's not at $900,000. Back-to-back weeks of 46 base starts. Yeah. Incredible. <coughs> um, yeah. Very, very glad I brought him in last week. Um, all right. Uh, so I got 1,008. What did you end up scoring? 1,050. Okay. 
Oh, okay, Raz, okay, Raz, okay, Raz, okay, Raz. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, mate, you want to take us away for the weekly prize winners and whatnot, which will be sent out mm. weekly very winner, soon. Dolphin Friendly, coached by John. Let me have a look at this. Sorry. <laughs> Good start to my, uh, my hosting duties of beers and break-evens. Dolphin Friendlies, coached by John, topped the week with th- 1,330 points. He is the winner of the weekly beers and break-evens footy. Absolute gold, that. Had a bit of Paul Vaughton about you there. Yeah, yeah. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take that. I'll tell you, one of the, the greatest hosts of all time. <laughs> uh, so John collects that prize this week. So flick us an email at beersandbreakevens at gmail.com with your details when we get that sent out. Uh, Guru's on his deathbed, but I'm sure you'll be able to lift for you and get that done for you. Yeah, I, I uh, we obviously leave for Cairns tomorrow morning, so... Uh, it might be a bit of a nudge to get them all out as I've been dead for the last three days. Oh, but it'll, they'll get there, mate. They'll, they'll get there. By no next rush. Tuesday, they will 100% be sent out the first three weeks. So apologies for that, but kind of die. Leading the way in fourth overall in Supercoach oh. is the mighty Wagga Maniacs. Jay. Shocked me. Just after we go to Wagga. Yeah. The boys turn up, eh? Cream rise to the top. The Wagga boys start flourishing. So, yes, he's on top uh, and absolutely killing it. So hopefully in a week's time, we're... We're chatting and he's number one overall. So uh, they're the weekly prize winners, mate. That's great. Unreal, guys. Congratulations. There will be a <laughs> Steeden Beers and Break-Evens footy coming your way. And you've, of course, got the Beers and Break-Evens hat, which are uh, seen the boys wearing it at the live show the other night. Single file ladies, watch out. They look <laughs> unreal. All right, mate. Should we get into Teamless Tuesday for round four? Thursday, 8pm, we got the Parramatta Eels taking on the Penrith Panthers off a bye at Combank. Parramatta, Ryan Madison returns, Matt Dory. He goes back to the bench, Matto on the edge. Well done. I'm not buying it just yet, but we'll see. At what point do you just go, I've got to stop getting into debates with this bloke and I'll just take his word for gospel? I will also stand by that... uh, it won't be the last time, and it's certainly not the first time that Brad Arthur has fucked up. But anyway, we'll yeah. see how it plays <laughs> yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, I've also been very critical of Brad Arthur's selections for a yes. while now. So, uh, but yeah, so Maddo on the edge, Dury on the bench was an interesting one. Uh, interesting for many reasons. The big winner out of this is your man Bryce Cartwright. Yeah, just looks like he's going to be the one that got away for non-owners, and it kills me to say that. But made good coin last week. I believe he still got a negative break, even more money incoming. The 2RF is the position where I just haven't really had any issues and, you know, started with Jacob Preston and there's no one that I'd be able to move on to him and, and I think there'd be a lot of teams that'd be relatively similar. So, yeah, I think he's the big winner. Dory on the bench is interesting because let's say Maddo does come on and play 80s and edge, which match fitness maybe early in the season will get him, but there's every chance. Does Dory come on and take some time off Cardi? Personally, I don't think it's a massive issue because... Cardi's a hold for another couple of weeks anyway before you cash him in. It just might stun his points a little bit. My question to you, I have a look at their bench. Matt Dory, Brendan Hands, Greg McIntyre. Hands is a hooker slash 5'8". Mm. So he'll be a utility sort of guy. He's already shown he's not willing to play Greg and McIntyre for huge minutes. I wonder if there's a world where Matto starts on the edge and then they do use him in the middle a little bit here. Or do you think they play Dory there? Yeah, uh, no, 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 I think you're right. That would make more sense. I think yeah. so. D- Dury comes on an edge. That's where he's been playing. And Matto, as we know, is probably better as a middle than he is on an edge. So I think that probably makes sense, which yeah, would obviously bode well for Cardi playing his 80. Which is why I find it 
fucking strange that if you're going to use Matto like that, which you might not, we'll see yeah. how it plays out. I'm really not in the business the of, bench. yeah, starting him on the bench yeah. and then use him for your last 60. Yeah. But as I was about to say, I'm not in the business of working out what Brad Arthur's doing. And, and, and I believe, I could be wrong, but I know they definitely did on the, uh, sorry, <coughs> definitely did against Manly, but they've started slowly. So maybe they're just thinking defence early on. They need to tighten the ship. Yep. Uh, Penrith, <laughs> 1-17, to 17, nothing to touch on there. Uh, Friday game, Storm v Tigers. You want to take us through these ones, mate? Yeah, so Cam Munster back for the Melbourne Storm. Jerome Hughes failed at the judiciary two weeks out there. What a bed shit. Yeah, not... not not. What's happening to the Storm, mate? They wouldn't have challenged that in a million years in over the past two decades. Imagine being Jerome Hughes sitting there watching Felice Cafusi get four weeks instead of three for attacking a halfback and he's sitting there going, ooh. Oh, dear. I cannonballed a halfback with my arms folded. Oh, not looking good. Supercoach wise, uh, I'm in two minds a little bit because it's not good for Eli Katoa. It's not going to change too much, but their combination has been unreal. So I think now that he'll have Jonah Pez, it'll come in. Not great for him. Munster will command. I assume Munster probably play, stays on the left edge. I was just thinking that. Yeah. I think he will. Because Pez played left last week and was awesome there. Yeah. So I don't know if Pezzett's like a specialist left edge or whatever, but let's say he slots in Pezzett for Hughes on the right. I think either way, it's not the worst news for Will Warbury because Hughes had got himself so often. He'd play short to Ellie Cattell so often. Pezzett doesn't mind a cutout ball. Munster, if for whatever reason he were to go to the right edge, he also loves a cutout ball. So for Warbury, who... I thought his job was in a lot of trouble this week. And it still could be, to be fair. I'm like, just play the Tigers game. Give yourself a chance. Like, if he goes terrible this week and scores seven, it's like, all right, it just wasn't meant to be. But just this, he could score four tries this week and get that cash injection and save his job. I also think with Warbrick, uh, yes, Jerome Hughes, I think that was a problem. I also think Remus Smith is a problem still. So mm. I think you are going to be relying on those. Long cutout yeah. balls, but against the Tigers, they they could oh, run a mark. Man, the Tigers' middles, it, like they're still pretty good. We, we spoke, the spy had a good point last night. We were talking about skipping Harry Grant, and we were saying like, Reed Marnie scored like forty four against them last week. Th- their middles are relatively tight. It's their edges are so weak, yeah. so there is opportunity. They just need to get the ball to him. Uh, so yeah, Tommy Eisenhuth named on the extended bench, played Q Cup last week. So keep an eye out for him. As far as Ali Katoa goes and job security there, mate, he's been one of their best players this season. So I think it'd be more... If you were to come in and start, I think it'd be for Trent Lloydero, who's battled a little bit. Yeah, just on uh, playing Q Cup last week, obviously Eisenhuth was there. Jennings was as well. Played about 50 minutes, scored a try. Ran for I don't believe Jennings was in... He's not, but squ- just one to keep an eye on over the next few I, weeks. I anticipate he might have come in for him. So to not see him in the squad's like, whew, really like It's his first game back from injury, and he had an illness as well, I believe, Jennings. Yeah. So he, yeah. he played 52 minutes, they carried a winger on the bench, and they subbed them off at that point. Apparently it was an injury, just getting him back into it. So just a spot to keep an eye on there. What about the Tigers, mate? Good God. Good God. Quick side note, uh, before we go past them. Eli Katoa, he's had... 58 base and 54 base in rounds one and three, averaging 70. Like, potential keeper on fire. On that, yep. Uh, The Tigs, mate, in uh, in all sorts. (laughs) Yeah. In all sorts. Adam Dewey back to fullback has been... The big, do we have anything on him later or do we want to go into him out fullback? No, nah, talk now if you want. Yeah, yeah, Named go. at fullback, Adam Dewey. Uh, I am an owner. Most of us are owners, to be fair. So I'd be a happy hold. His last two scores don't concern me that much. I'm like, he's very good. He has such a big role in this, in this side. 
I would be happy to hold on to him, and I'd back him to score well. He's got the old old case of turf toe, turf toe. So the the word out of NRL physio camp is just it can just hinder output a little bit and restrict his movement. We saw it, I think last week wasn't running as freely. That's the concern. But at the same time, moving him to fullback's a weird thing to do if they're trying to limit his running game, isn't it? So maybe it's not that much of a concern. I don't know. There's a play last week where Fenua Bowles scores. Mm. It's the one where Brett Naden went through. He found him on the inside. And if you if you get an opportunity, go and watch the highlights. Watch that play and just watch Adam Dewey on it. He is the play. The ball's on the forty-five meter line. He's standing on about halfway. He does not move the entire time. Yeah. He stands there with his hands on his hips and watches the whole play. And that was with ten minutes to go, chasing points. That's not Dewey. I question a lot whether he's sweet or not. Oh, I'm going to keep him because I don't really have a choice over other things I need to sort out. But I don't think he's 100% at all. Yeah. I, 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 I would have considered it prior to the Reuben Cotter news. We'll get to that shortly as a ball breaker. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to hold as well. I'm a bit the same. If he, And it's not, not a great week, Melbourne in Melbourne, but they did just concede 40 points to the Titans. So... Look, not ideal, but I'll be holding. Yeah, yeah, I think <coughs> I'll be the same If you've boat. got the trades, and there are a lot of teams out there, and, and up until Cotter being out, I was sort of struggling to find a second trade I needed to make. So if you're in that sort of position, I think, you know, it's fine to move on and do it. Yeah. But uh, for teams who have pressing trades now, it's, yeah. You can Where it could be carnage, and we'll jump to the next game now, the Dolphins. Isaiah Katoa, <coughs> also a chance to miss this week. So there's a good chance that you could see both... A lot of well for a lot of people, both five eights out, which could be mm. carnage. Yeah, yeah, which ties into the idea of the early trade of Josh Schuster, where you might just need to bite the bullet, uh, especially if you've got Tanner Boyd at, at half back, and you can get rid of him and, and flip him up and do the old switcheroo there. So it's, it's not ideal. <laughs> and you could be tra- like a guy that also was grabbing at an injury last week too. So it's the beauty of it is, thank God the Tigers play early in the week. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's so, true. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's, mate, there's a few question marks. Before we move off the Tigers, I do like the bench that they've picked for Stefano. They've obviously dropped, and you know what? Credit to the Tigers. Last week was an absolute shit fight. They've dropped Nofaluma. They've dropped Joe O. At least they're trying to make moves. Yeah. They're not doing the same shit all over again. So when you have a look at their bench, I don't mind it for uh, big Stefano. If we're looking for glass half full sort of stuff yeah. there. IPAP's back, mate. Johnny Bateman's got a run under his belt. I know he's had opportunities and I know it's only small, but Brandon Wakeham was really good in limited opportunity on the He weekend. can play Wakeham. Yeah, so, you he know He can play what? In, in limited opportunity. Yeah. You don't want to rely on him long term. Yeah. But I think he's a good guy to come in for three to four weeks. Dane Laurie on the bench is a worry for Dewey as well. Because yes. you just like, all right, if the game gets away either side, which... I mean, the Tigers aren't exactly going to romp to a 40 a win, I wouldn't imagine. Clip that up if I uh, if they do. Oh, you fucking bet your dick up, will they? Don't worry yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, on the flip side, if the Storm do get out to a lead, they just go, do we get off, Laurie, get on. What's the point? Yeah. Not a headache I needed. No, but yeah, at least it is early, early in the week. But um, yeah, tough one. Uh, Dolphins, mate. Uh, Kenny Bromwich, we were to shoot, he was named in the middle. Felice Cafusi has since been gone for four weeks. Thought it was outrageous. He was gone for three to miss four. Yeah. Very tough. Kenny Bromwich probably goes back to the edge. Mate, the one I'm interested in, I've got him in my draft team, Connolly Lumalu. 
Lemuelu. Lemuelu is. I always get it wrong. Lemuelu. Lemuelu. I've been working on it for two weeks. I've been trying to work. Working on it for two weeks, and I reckon I'm still probably wrong, but I reckon. I think you're right. Yeah, Lemuelu. Yeah. So, Connolly. I've got him in my draft team. He got injured last week. He only scored eight, but he based 40 on the weekend. He's got attacking upside. Um, I wanted to keep an eye on I don't think he's a guy I would bring into my team, but he's an interesting one. He's, he's got mm. attacking stats in him. He's got the base. He's CTW playing to our ref. It's a real throwback to a couple of years ago, isn't it? It is, mate. Uh, thankfully, he's got that eight in his score from two weeks ago. So yep. break even's 34, so we got to look at him. But he's looked great. 354K. The beauty of it is we've got all these mid-range 2RFs that will peak in price over the next couple of weeks. So if he does look the goods... And, and the thing is, he he got the starting spot with both Felice and Kenny Bromwich there, with Kenny Bromwich playing as a middle. So, and he's looked good. So there's no reason That's why good. he hasn't won the job. The thing is, he'll have that opportunity in the next week to two to try and win that, that role. 64 points in 72 minutes last week with 40 in base. Pretty solid going. As you said, big, big thing. He's, he's available at CT Dub. CT Dub, and we'd imagine we'll get, not imagine, he'll get jewel, the jewel to RF CT Dub come. Yep. Does he have it yet or not? No, he doesn't. Okay, so it's he's straight centre. Uh, yeah, mate, the, we don't need to jump on this week. We get a free look at him, but next week or the week after, he could be a terrific little. The thing I love about where he is, so, so he's on the edge outside Sean O'Sullivan, the dominant yeah. ball player there. So, um, yeah, exciting there. Brisbane, 1 17, not. Really much to touch on there. Nothing there, mate. Nothing there. Saturday, uh, Cows Titans, 5.30 from North Queensland. Uh, Cowboys, Reuben Cotter out. Um, I can't believe that one of us is upset about Reuben Cotter being out. That's not me. This yeah. is great. This is unreal. Uh, I was... He had a, a relatively slow start to the season. Supercoach-wise, his first two weeks were okay. Not panic stations. You're just like, early on in the season, he'll build match fitness, whatnot. It'll come. Then he came out and had 43 points in 46 minutes and, and it just sort of went, said on the potty last night, you know, get plenty wrong. I'm like, oh, did we just get this one wrong with Cotter? And then he wasn't named in the side and he went, okay, <laughs> it was injury enforced. In the 43, 46 minutes he played, he had 49 in base. I'm like, which just kills me. So I'm like, no, didn't get it wrong. He was ticking along fine and then had the injury. That was in absurd heat as well. Uh, two to four weeks now out, unfortunately. If you're in a position like myself and I'm only carrying one gun front row with Stefano, Stefano, who's just been outstanding for me, um, and then two weaker front rows on the bench, I have to make the move and flip Cotter this week. So not ideal. But at the same time, he wasn't setting the world alight and some front rows who we'll get to a little bit later on, a lot making a good case. So yeah. it's a forced trade, but by no means a bad one. Yeah, uh, Titans, 1-17, to 17, nothing to touch on there. Nothing there, mate, no. Nothing there. Uh, Rabbitohs, Manly, 7.35 from out there at Homebush. The Bunnies, hate keeping a middle fit. Harm Sellow, Tatola, Shaq, all out. Jacob Host returns on the left edge. Um, I mean, good for Davey Mwali, I guess, but said that two weeks ago and he didn't really put it out for that many points. Yeah. Shaq six to eight weeks. Tatola's I think three to six. Sele was a concussion, so one maybe two weeks. Fuck Tatola's a big loss, bro. He's a big loss. That's huge. Yeah. Um, it said host back. Mate, it, it has to be good. Put it this way, it's not bad for Davy Moali. And I think what it means is if you can start getting minutes, there's potential to make that 150k. But I think he has to get enough minutes. To even make 100k. Yep. If you can get to 330k for us in three or four weeks as a slow burn, I'll take it. Yep. Some decent cash growth, 
will have gotten lucky because it's taken an injury crisis through the middle. I think the game against the Panthers last week where he came off after 10 minutes, they said there was other injuries on the field. I don't think they really wanted to put him back on late. So I think he has been restricted. We saw him get over once or twice in the preseason for tries. I think he'll be okay. And I mean, by no means will I be looking to play him in my 17 at all. But there has to be some minutes there for him, mate. Fuck, I'd do some weird shit for one of those trials, trials again. Oh, wouldn't it be good? Oh, fuck, it'd be good. It'd be a mm. game changer. Uh, Manly 1-17, to nothing really to touch nah. on there. Sunday, Arvo, we got three games. How fucking good. Actually, works out great for us. Well, great for me anyway. I'll be flying back from Cairns. So I would have uh, probably missed the early game Saturday. Mm. All on Sunday now. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm actually... I've given myself an extra night in Cairns. Treated yeah. myself after the trip, so... I don't Bad think, night to be Cairns. Yeah, good God. I don't... Bad not to be Cairns in Cairns. I don't plan on leaving Gilligan's Resort for three days, so... Yeah, well, Maddie booked the, the hotel and they didn't have one of those porn channels, so you told us we had to change. Oh, which I thought was a bit over the geez, top. you're not that crook, are you, um, mate? Still sharp as a tack. <laughs> Warriors v Dogs, 2pm from Mounts. Mate, how good to be back at Mount Smart full-time. Yeah, it's unreal. And... Uh, Unreal for Supercoach. Chan's mm. back, which is always going to happen. So you should have held him, uh, I think, if you didn't. Jackson Ford back, starts on the edge. Mitch Barnett is out. I don't believe that's a, a too serious an injury. So Justin Bungle was great last week. Tohu Harris played 83 weeks on the trot. Oh, I, I think the way this pack's going, there's more and more questions every week rather than answers coming yep. in. So... Jackson Ford, big watch for non-owners in the next one to two weeks to see his minutes and, and how it'll all play out. But I, I just don't know. And with Barnett out, if he's only out for a week, we're still probably not going to get a true indication of Jackson Ford's minutes and whether he is the 80-minute man that yep. people are after. So, as I said, easy for non-owners because of that small score from his early HA the week before. We get a couple of looks at him. But uh, owners, I mean, it's fine. He'll make cash, but yep. how much, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, Doggies 1-17 to No changes there for Canterbury uh, Newcastle Raiders 4pm from up there at Newcastle uh, Dominic Young Dropped Greg Marshew in I'd actually I was told on Sunday night There was a chance this could happen But I didn't believe it I didn't think the Knights would have the balls to do it mm. Credit to them Yeah Mate I, I've, I've been probably pretty critical of Dom Young For one to two years now Even I think there's just the ultimate hype train around him. And the hype train doesn't suggest he's not a good footballer because mm. the potential is there for all to see. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. Like, he has potential best winger in the NRL potential to him. But, mate, you, you've got to... And the bloke coming in from Greg Marge, who's a perfect example, you can be as good as you want in attack, but I think he made six errors or something on the weekend... His defensive reads are poor. He's young. He has time to sort this out. And I have no doubts when he gets on the end of a rooster's back line, he'll kill it. But at the moment, mate, I think he's got a few things he needs to sort out. He's still learning the craft of being a winger in the NRL. Greg Marju comes in who, let's face it, mate, the appeal of him was playing on the left wing outside, <laughs> yeah. Caelan Ponger. So he'd want to do something almighty to come into my team. Oh, mate, draft players that went early on Marju. Mm. Fuck, I feel for you. Good God, I feel for that you. That being said, like if his game this year is coming out and having 20 runs a game and he can bust 10 tackles a game, there, there's still a super coach player in there. I just think we need to see the Knights kick into a bit of gear, don't we? Yeah. Mate, your Canberra has done their best impression of you on Saturday night. Swapped out their hookers. Danny Levi out. Wolford straight <laughs> in. Um, oh, outside of that, not many changes. He's on today. Yeah, Jordan. Oh. Game. <laughs> um, Josh Papalete returns. Good to see. Yes. About time, mate. Thank Christ for that. 
a lot of people were getting excited over Tommy Starling as soon as Danny Levi was out. I'm like, nothing changes. Zach Wolford comes in and he starts for them. Yep. Even if Starlow was to start, I just... He's priced at over 500k. It's not as if he's in cheapy range. So, Starlow, you know, if he gets to play in 65, 70 minutes, maybe at some point. But there's also so many good hooking options. So, not that keen. Uh, Sharks Raiders, they are the 6pm game to round out this week from Oki Jubilee. Sharks Dragons, mate. What did I say? Sharks Raiders. We all Sharks have dream Dragons. machine, mate, but we've got to move on. She's already had my eyes on uh, Sizzler across the road. Thank you. <laughs> um, Dragons, 1 to 17, no changes there. Sharkies. Nico Hines in. I didn't think he'd return this week. I'm going to be the stubborn asshole. I'm not convinced he does return yet. Oh, st- stop throwing these spanners at us, mate. I'm putting it out there. Oh. Let me ask you this. They play the last game of the week. Mm. What's Cronulla been trying to do for the last few weeks? Just right. temper so the media doesn't talk about it. I reckon there's a world where he doesn't play on Sunday night. I really do. Then all of a sudden, it's only one more week to the bye. Do you... You understand, mate, for God knows what reason, it defies belief, but you've got a bit of a following in rugby league circles. What you just said is going to make a lot of people shit themselves. Good. Shit away. I'm all for it. (laughs) Anyone bringing him in has just gone, oh dear, what if I'm left with a 900k zero on my bench on Sunday night because of what... Oh, guru... Why are they bringing him back before the bye? I've got to ask the question. I just... I don't know, maybe because he's fit and good to go? Maybe, but from what we've heard from a few people, it doesn't sound great. Don't bring me into this. Don't go we in this. Well, it was a we, but that's all right. You you fucking backdoor and coward your way out of it as per... Hey, I'm not bringing him in. We'll get to that shortly. We'll get to that very shortly. But yeah, I, I think... For that reason as well. And I'm not saying it's a definite thing whatsoever. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Nick has said he'll play next week. Fitzy said he'll play this week. So take them at their word, 100%. But it being the late game, him being the best player in the competition last year, coming off injuries with a heap of clouds around it, with a halfback that's been killing it sitting on the bench, I don't know how you could be confident. I tell you what, you, you've just shattered the hearts of Nico Hines' owners this week. The Braden Trindle owners, though, there he is, have just pricked. <laughs> Wait and see, but I, I, geez, like, I, I wouldn't be bringing him in anyway. We'll talk about it soon. But with that potential factor, and I mean, you can't tell me it's not, it's impossible. No, I, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just... I understand it. I think it, it's a lot. I understand it. I just I just didn't have the nads uh, to say it. But maybe it's the... Shock yeah, me. Maybe it's too many butter menthols going to your head and you just go and rogue on us. <laughs> yeah, today's show also brought to you by butter menthols. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend at Guru's keeping me alive over here. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into your deep dive, mate. You got some stats that uh, that caught your eye this yeah, week. Yeah, I've uh, I've actually renamed this. I think it was a, it was a, been a stat deep dive uh, in past weeks, but good thing you left the heading as Tim's deep dive highlighted in fluoro blue. Yeah, that was well, good. Mate, Cheers for that. I was busy busy writing the rest of sharp because you were crook. So. Oh fucking please. Um, <laughs> The point being that I often, a lot of these come off the back of my team's analysis that I write on Tuesdays and sometimes I'll just go rogue and just, I go down a a rabbit hole of spending an hour and a half on a player and doing stats on them back to when they were playing, you know, Harold Matt. And sometimes I'm (laughs) just... That's when I get a phone call. Yeah, 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 that's when I call you. Um, Ferris and under eight. So. Yeah, so some weeks in this, there'll be some, some shit that you'll go, that's unreal, and you'll go, obviously, Tim. It's more the stats that caught my eye. So we'll start with Joey Tappany, a big, a very relevant one this weekend. As we look at the big decision of Cotter owners, and anyone just looking at front road, you go, 
Payne Haas at uh, front row this week. You go Joe Tapani, Torhu Harris, Tino. There are so many big options. So he started the season with a 61-point average. It's been in 48 minutes per game. One of the hottest games on record in Canberra on the weekend. The week before was that Dolphins game in the wet. So not too concerned about minutes. He'll build into that game time. Just Papali, he never really starts the season with big minutes anyway, and he's getting on as well. So his return doesn't concern me too, too much. The thing has been, though, averaging 57 in base stats, taps, he has nearly no attacking stats this season. He's busted four tackles, has two offloads, and no major attacking stats. This is a bloke who we know offloads. We know he busts tackles. So it's only up for me for Joe Tappany this season. I like Joe Tappany. My next one is Payne Haas. <coughs> Started like a monster. One of the most, I think he's maybe the second most traded in this week behind Reese Walsh. Averaging 79 points, 55 in base. Huge stats. The thing that sort of caught my eye was just the two, two line assist contribution <coughs> plays in the last 10 minutes. It was in the space of a, a couple of minutes there against the Dragons. Those two plays with the line assist, the try contributions, the offloads, the run. It was about 36 points in a couple of minutes. Take that out, you get 50-odd points. And I'll throw to you on this one, mate, because I mentioned it to the to Spy last night, but it, it says two things to me. Firstly, does he regress back to, you know, the 60 to 70 average, which history would suggest he does or do you see those two players and go shit he did that with ease he could do this at any given time which uh, way do you float i for years i always floated with Payne house he can do it whenever he wants mm. he doesn't do it as much as no. what we assume he does so i lean to the other side there mate i also just think with these front row forwards doing unbelievable things i think that it's the one position that on any given week their minutes can just drop pending games. I'm I'm very hesitant to go huge on these guys at this point. Obviously, I'm not sitting in your shoes with money from Ruben Cotter. Mm. And the thing that sucks is that there isn't really a cheapy front row forward knocking the door down. Most of us have uh, Steph from the Tigers. Yeah. So that is what makes it hard. I consider Payne Haas, but I had a look at the stats, it's the same as what you just said, and just went, I can't trust there's always going to be that upside there. I think it was after starting the season with about a 75 average last year, first six or so games... In his next 14 games, he had one score over 65. Yep. And just like, you know, he's gone up in value. Tappany's dropped off the back of no attacking stats. So, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not as convinced. It just, we say this every, at the start of every year. Has this, has that. But it tends to regress. I just, there's never been a time where I haven't had pain Haas that I've been like, oh my God, that has hurt me beyond belief. Mm. He's not a fullback. He's, he's not a like. He's not going to score 130s, 140s. Mm. Like what? If he has some attacking stats, he might get 80, 90. Mm. I can cop that. I can wear it. And you know the the other thing you said about Joe Tapp and I. I love that he's starting slow at the moment. I love that you guys. You know, you, you're doing all right, but you're not winning games easily, mate. I really hope that you guys are very middle of the pack. Post-Origin, and for the last eight weeks, I'll be 100% bringing Joe Tarpano in. I reckon he can do what he did last year. And that's it. We're, we're one from three. The match fitness is building up. We're not... It's, we're, the nature of the Raiders team, we're not that explosive in terms of racking up big scores. I don't think we're going to blow teams out of the water. I don't think many teams are going to blow us out of the water. So there's not a lot of opportunity. When the game's on the line, which could be every week for the Raiders, Tarpano will be on the field because he's so important. If he's chasing points, offloads, offloads... Uh, I don't mind taps. And I mean, as much as Josh Papalit was out, everyone else is available at the moment. 
there mm. will be injuries as we go yeah. and Tapanay if, he, if he's the one that's HIA's not injured on field and stuff he just becomes minutes. more and more important and, and if I was Ricky Stewart I'd be going fuck he's come off a World Cup this is the hottest part of the season yeah we've played two games in Queensland save him for when it matters and I reckon he's going to be very important at one point 48 mate, minutes per game 57 in base yeah weapon mate the next guy I'm keen to hear about Josh Schuster Obviously, Josh Schuster is a terrific trade-in option this week or next week. Mate, touched on it earlier, there will be teams that, whether it's generating cash for another trade or they've got tra- trades locked in for next week already and that they need to free one up, they'll go early on him. Yep. I think with his injury history, we'd both agree if he can wait till next week. 100%. But the, the point here is around probably if you do have him in your team, just playing him in your 17 scored 59 points last week. He had three try assists. He had nine points in base stats. Base yep. stats, for any newbies out there, we'll talk about them all the time. It is your basically your floor of a score. So it's your runs, your hit-ups, plus your tackles, minus your missed tackles. He had nine points in base stats. He had 11 tackles, one and one run. That one run was for under eight metres. So while he's got the glitz and the glamour, Joshy Schuster, at the moment, he might, I'm sure he'll start running more as the season goes on and he gets more comfortable in that spot, but gee, he can go low if the attack doesn't come. Worth noting, the one game he played at 5-8 last year, he scored a try, scored 41, 12 in those starts. Yeah. So it, it will happen. At some point, it yeah. will happen. And when it happens, don't be shocked. And if yeah. it happens this weekend into an injury... Don't get upset if you brought him because you're playing with fire, yep. in my opinion. Val Holmes, a few people flicking, flipping him this week. Speaking of a lack of major attacking stats, his only major attacking stats in three games this season, one try assist and one line break. And he's averaging, what, 60-odd? He's basing 31 points per game. Adding goal kicking, that's 43 per game, pretty effortlessly. He's had 33 runs in the past two weeks. So he's having, obviously having a crack. Yep. Um, the attacking stats just haven't really fallen his way. So I know owners who paid top dollar for him, myself included, would have wanted more. But I think we're scratching, scratching the surface, aren't we? I think you're an absolute pelican, but I love that take. Why Absolutely. am I pelican? Oh, just in general. But I just, I love that take. I'm all for it. I, I, I've got mates that are panic stations and selling Val. I don't really get why. He's the, Once again, he's the same guy he was. His role hasn't changed. Nothing's changed. The Cowboys have just started a little bit slow. Just be patient with him. It, it will come. I'm rattled by the rogue pelican call. Like, I say a lot of dumb shit. I said Fuck, something good and it came. Rattle, yeah. Jesus Christ. Rattled, rattled. What about you on the road this morning? Yes. I don't get anxious about many things, but Sydney traffic. Holy crap. So when you started honking at me from behind me, unbeknownst <laughs> to who it was... Oh, it's far out. That gets me going. I pulled up next to Tim and I waved to him. He looked at me deadpan and looked back and I was like, this motherfucker, <laughs> I'm going to beep him for the next 100 metres, this guy. Oh, I Didn't even it. realise it was me. Unreal. Mate, Teague Wilton. A bloke, we came in and we sort of thought he was cheap, mid-range tier. Probably needs the odd attacking stat to, to make a decent amount of coin. He's got his 80 minutes. 66 points in base last week, 41 tackles, 16 runs. That is great news for owners, and I know a few people buying him this week. Um, good signs. Great signs, mate. Uh, the thing that I loved, he defended well. That's all I needed to see from yep. Wilton. While Wade Graham's out, he just needs to defend well. He start, he's doing a great job at the moment. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the stats that caught my eye. 
For anyone lucky enough to be tying the knot at the moment, you're probably panicking about the cost of the wedding and the honeymoon. Reduce the stress by having a yarn to Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys can help you get a quick loan without any built-in hidden fees or penalties for paying off the loan early. They'll get you the best rate possible and you'll have the money within 24 hours. It's a super easy process, only needing a message to tee it up. The boys will also make sure there's no nasty surprises and no exit fees, all with one low monthly repayment. Best of all, they'll give you a free plan with $129 because you listen to this podcast. So if you're getting in contact with them, make sure you mention you're an SC Playbook listener. I can't stress enough how easy it is. You don't even have to pick up the phone. Next time you find yourself having a scroll of Instagram, pretty often, let's be fair, just flip them a message on there at Pat and George Mortgage Choice. If you're not on Insta, go to any articles on the SC Playbook website. There's an email, QR code, even a phone number, anything you need. All right, Nico Hines. <laughs> I've already given some of my thoughts. I personally think people are mad to buy him this week. Obviously, partly because of what I said before, but just he's coming off an injury. He's 900K. I mean, name me a halfback who's scoring anywhere near enough points at the moment. Like, even your Nathan Clear is these sort of guys. None of the halfbacks are absolutely killing it. None of the 5.8s are absolutely killing it. It's the start of the season. I, I do, and people are going, oh, he's playing the Dragons. The Dragons took it to the Broncos for 70 minutes last week. I don't think the Dragons are down and out yet. I think eventually teams will be able to kick the living shit out of them. Not right now. Mm. I'm not convinced if he goes low this week, bring him in the week after. Let's say he gets 100 there. He could, he's still going to lose money when he comes back from his buyout, I reckon. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, it's the big topic of the week, Nico. And let's let's do this uh, on the proviso. Let's on the assumption, I should say, that Nico's playing this week. Yeah. Let's say he's playing this week. Do you buy him or not? <laughs> he's playing this week. Yeah. Yeah, you rattled me this morning. <laughs> you rattled me this morning. You've just rattled about how many listeners do you get to this? Thousands. <laughs> All thousands of, of people. Um, oh, yeah, on the assumption that he's playing this week, and at a point we, we didn't chat about last night, it was one you've just brought up straight away and a good one. All the people we played top dollar for at the start of the season, Nathan Cleary, James Tedesco, Val Holmes. What top dollar player, and I'm talking, let's say, 800 plus, Latrell Mitchell, is there any... Cam Munster, is there any who have hit their their value? Nope. Why would Nico Hines coming back from injury be any different after a career year? Like, is he restricted getting around the field with his calf injury? So much of his game is reliant on being on ball and being everywhere. So, look, the way I see it, you already mentioned it, the Dragons <clears throat> take out the last 10 minutes against the Broncos. They've looked pretty decent early on. The Warriors just pump the Cowboys in Townsville, what's to say that, that they haven't turned a massive corner into the buy? Like, even if he goes and hits his average of last year, 86, 86, 86, and he holds his value at 900K, you're still not losing out there. To not buy him and for him to hurt you, I think he ha- really has to go minimum 100 plus. If he comes down and goes 95, 95, like, well, at 900K with no price movement, ouch, but can cop that really has to go 100 plus is he going to do that we know he's good enough to obviously but just a lot of question marks for me my other question mark is people tell me oh but they'll put 40 on the dragons sweet if they put 40 on the dragons how long do you think craig fitzgibbon's gonna let him stay out there when he's got brayden trindle on the bench that's a good point he's the first one to be subbed he's coming back (laughs) from injury i i think i think everyone gets very excited about being the guy that goes for hines I've got the balls to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be different to everyone. 
I just, I don't understand. I don't get it. There's yeah, so many going, If I get flags. him in as a pod and, and, you know, 10% own him this week and he goes 180, I'm like, I've got everyone covered. He's like, well, this is where this is where logic comes into play. Yep. And um, as I said, he, we know he can do it. I just think there are more signs that point to him not doing it. Yeah, they've looked fine with Trindle there. Trindle's on fire. Like, I, I think if they get out to an 18-point lead or whatever it might be, I, I wouldn't mm. be surprised if he comes off straight away. Yeah. So, look, and then the other factor, they've got the buy in round six. You won't even have him at that cost. They come back and play the Roosters. So the way I see it, I'm like, well, I'm hoping he goes under his average the next two weeks, looks set to drop coin, has the buy, comes back, they play the Roosters. That'll be a gut buster. I'm hoping we get some price drops, spend the money elsewhere, build squad value, and then bang, round eight, the doggies can buy him there. If he's set to drop a heap of cash, screw it. I'll wait till round 10 for the Dolphins. Yep. Cowboys round nine. But realistically speaking, I'll be eyeing him off about round eight. And if anyone that buys Nico Hines this week sends me a message in two weeks' time going, do we sell him? I'm not replying to you. Do you realise how many, like, you try and have a quiet week because you're crook, mate. I know you flu game and all and you're having a crack today, but... There's a bloke who prides himself on replying to as many messages as possible. Jeez, you're going to get some messages off the back of this. Yep. And don't dare send me one because this is Guru's take. No, I'll I reply. will be clipping up exactly what I said because I've told you everything I think. Mm. It's all there. It's there for you guys. It's the last game of the week. I just think it's too much of a risk to take. And I think it's too much of a risk for the Sharks to take to play him. Yeah. I really do. I don't see the... Anyway, we'll see how it plays out. Fingers crossed that he is playing. Fuck, it'd be funny if he's not. Anyway, okay. Um, sit. I oh, know your long range trade plans. We just spoke about Nico Hines. How does he sort of fit into that mould? Yeah, when I speak about going on little tangents and whatnot, when I'm doing my, my analysis of a Tuesday, I think this will probably reflect it. I've got, because I'm planning on avoiding Nico, I sort of had to go into a, all right, a five week trade plan. So by all means, critique. Uh, the calls I make on this podcast, but don't critique the effort because we've got a five-week trade plan in place to get Nico Hines. And this is completely subject <coughs> to change. We know that one injury or, or one suspension, whatever it is, can change this entirely. But this is what I'm looking at, Guru. Round four. James Tedesco to Reese Walsh will bank me 200K. I've got 100K in the bank already. Ruben Cotter probably to Joe Tappany. Ooh. Yeah, I like taps. That's not locked in, but I also like the fact that everyone's going for Payne Haas, yep. and I'm just liking the pod sort of route on taps. Taps also drop coin. Payne Haas made 30-odd K, so that'll leave me 227. Can, can I interrupt you there and just ask you on Joe Tappanay? No. Ooh. I'm going to anyway, so that's worked out well. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but I think there'll be a lot of people at home that'll be going, Joe Tappanay, Josh Papali'i returns. Mm. Why doesn't that worry you? Said he's just not a big minute player, Josh Papali, especially coming back from injury. Historically, big Papa takes time to come back, mate. He needs to get warmed up, shed a few, get fired up. So I don't see him walking back into big minutes straight away, uh, which means I think probably potentially more minutes for taps with yeah. Papali. Papali, yeah, come back. Unless Corey Horsburgh takes it all off him. Yeah, big red. And why wouldn't he, the red dog? Oh, how good was he on the weekend? Oh. Hitting the spin. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Uh, round five, going to it, 227K in the bank. Tanner Boyd down to Josh Schuster. Gives me 360K in the bank. 
Hopefully, well, hopefully not a peaked out. Um, Hamish said Tabio Fido to be fair. I hope he scores mm. well again this week and I can hold on him for a bit longer <clears> and cash more. But if he does sort of score 50-odd and that break-even balances out, to Ruben Garrick. Will cost me 300k. Really keen on Rubes ahead of that Newcastle Knights clash. That gives me 60k in the bank after round five. Round six. Now, this is a real speculative option and it'll be... It's sort of to fund some money for the Nico Hines trade in coming weeks by this point. But if Reid Marnie in a couple of weeks hasn't hit the heights we were hoping of him being that sort of number two hooker to Harry Grant and Sonny Luke's looking okay, I'll be looking at flipping Reid Marnie for around about 640k down to Sonny Luke, about 300k. That's one cash option. Uh, part two of those trades, round six. And this is why I'm not as scared about trading James Tedesco because... By that point, I really wanted Latrell Mitchell for the Bunnies when their draw finally softens up, one of the hardest starts of the season in the competition. Reese Walsh to Latrell Mitchell, that'll cost me around about 120k, leave me 280k in the bank. The week after that, or possibly the week after, um, in the next week or two, it'll be, how do I get Nico in? I've got Nico pegged roughly at about $850,000. <clears throat> Two ways I'll be able to do it. I'll have a, a fair bit of money in the bank by this point. I can go to 2RF, say Teague Wilton, Ellie Katoa, whoever it might be, Dave Fafita to Nico Hines, via Josh Schuster to 2RF, Isaiah Katoa to 5'8". I'd need about 300k to do that. I've got 280k in my bank at this point. So hopefully do it in one trade, might take two. The second option will be if I downgrade a fattened up 2RF or CT dub, I can then go Ellie Katoa, to Nico Hines, hopefully Ellie Cattell's, sorry, examples were Ellie Cattell or Paul Alamotti, and then I could go Isaiah Cattell up to Nico Hines, uh, with, which I'd need about 550k to do. So, mate, that is my five-week plan. That's incredible. Mm. you like the modern-day Gus Gould. <laughs> five-year plan, five-week plan. plan so, five-weeker, how good. Um, don't question the effort. Question the calls, don't question the effort. Yeah, no, no question the effort there. That was, uh, that was a huge knock. <laughs> don't you love like and I, I've been in that position before you make these plans and the super edge guys just go oh yeah here's <laughs> seven injuries fuck you yeah always yeah. fucking always like, but I love it Nathan Cleary will do his anklet training this week we're all friends here what is going on <laughs> Jesus Christ it'll happen then I'll be like well there's six hours of my life I'll never get back that hurts alright sits V starts let's uh, let's fly through here mine sort of picked themselves this week to be honest with you mate mm. I um, my benches I'll be going with Reese Walsh Olukowatu Teague Wilton and Bryce Cartwright uh, my starting team I guess it's, it's the CTWs I've sort of now ended up with three guns already I've got Val Holmes Garrick and Kiraz so I'm there. Oh, you're getting Garrick this week. I think so. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think either you did. You talk me into that. Someone talked me into mm. it. Maybe it was you. Maybe it was Steve. I don't know. But yeah, I think I'm going to go with Garrick just because I think Turbo and Bunny's Schuster's a lot touch at the moment is incredible. Uh, um, watching Schuster square blokes up last week and how good that was for left edge. So much space. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm going to wait. Well, I mean, the Cotter sort of forced it a little bit, but I'm just happy to wait. 33 break even, so he won't make too much coin this yep. week. And then Newey Knights next week. Yeah. Uh, I think that Garrick and Kiraz are going to be keeper sort of guys. So Definitely. just going to take the opportunity to grab them now. Uh, so my last one comes down to Isaac Thompson, Alamonte, Toruva, or Campiera. Shout out to Campiera. Two tries, 58 points after 21 minutes, finished on 65. Oh. Love that. 
I played World Warwick over Khan Pereira and I, I was like, well, what have I done? This didn't cost me 150 points after 20 minutes. <laughs> and then it was like, mm, wasn't that bad. Yeah, wasn't <laughs> that bad. Unbelievable. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm undecided who my last one will be. Um, who, who are you sort of leaning towards from your cheapy CTWs to play? I think... Alamotti and Taruva, mate. So yep. I've got Hammer there, Calm Prayer and Warwick all on my bench. Imagine saying a month ago that we're sitting with Warwick for the Tigers game in Melbourne. Yep. Um, but not even, I'd probably never come near my team again, to be fair. My starting 17. So, yeah, sitting Hammer, Calm Prayer and Warwick playing. I've got Val and Toto there. Going to play Alamotti against the Warriors in NZ and Taruva. Um both players that could score well. Taruva's been all base so far. Alamotti was good on the weekend. I can't wait to just get one more gun in there and just strengthen that up a little bit and just have, ideally have one that I need to play each week of these cheapies. So I'll be doing that. Uh, because I held on to all those Panthers boys last week, the squad's quite strong across the board. So I'll probably sit Luke Garner this week. Mm. I don't really want to. Like, I want to play him, but... I've got my bench at the moment is Reid Marnie, Teague Wilton, Jacob Preston and Reese Walsh. So just don't exactly need to at this stage. So, yeah, that's the way I mean. Tanner Boyd, obviously, be sitting him. Thank God he can kick goals because it saved his score on the weekend. Sitting Isaiah Katoa, yeah, Tanner Boyd. That's about it. So you, you are bringing in Reese Walsh this week? <clears throat> yeah, bringing in Reese Walsh for Teddy. So should we just go through quickly what our trades look like at the moment? So yep. the three guys I'm bringing in, I'm going to bring in Harry Grant. Boosting. Yeah, I'm going to boost this week. Double boost. We'll talk about that in a minute, though. Right, eh? I probably went off a little bit early there. Uh, Harry Grant, I'm going to bring in Ruben Garrick, and I'm going to bring in Reese Walsh. Those are my three guys. Yeah, making moves. Yeah. I want that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So close yet so far. Precious. (laughs) What are you thinking? Um, What did I say? Tedesco to Reese Walsh. Yeah. Teddy's a fine hold, mate. The big thing behind that was because I wanted Luttrell for the, the softer bunnies run anyway, I was like... You know what? I think I'm probably going to flip Ted, Teddy in two to three weeks to him anyway. <coughs> Latrell, because Tommy Chaboyevich on one leg is averaging 100, so he's not going anywhere. Yep. So the fact that he's got the buy this week, then he comes back to a tough draw. I'm like, you know what? Reese Walsh, two weeks, cash in. Hardly a foolproof trade, by the way, Reese Walsh. Mm. He was on about zero at half time. Sure was. About 20 odd going the last 10 minutes. So. And he's got a history of doing that as well. Exactly. Uh, the Broncos have a great draw. So for that reason, I'm like, you know what? I'm happy to get him in. But yep. yeah, hardly a, hardly a knockout play. But worst case, so good cash grab. And then in two weeks, him to the trail. And um, yeah, I guess we'll get into our questions now. And shout out to Charlie Thomas. That was his question. Tedesco to Walsh. So we've covered that one. Uh, our next one is from Jack Halp. Silly to boost again. Uh, I will be boosting. I'm pretty confident on going for the boost. Uh, what are your thoughts on it at this point, mate? Yeah, that's fine. It's completely team-dependent, isn't it, mate? And you've just said that you've got reasons there that, that you want to boost again, you want to go early. Look, we've got plenty of them uh, this season. So I think last season, I, I hadn't, one of us hadn't used one up until the last couple of rounds. I think it was me, yeah. Did you, did you go, to the, did you go to, the, to the grave with one in, in the I day? think I might have because I got yeah. to the last week and I just couldn't do anything. So it. it's all team-dependent. If, if that's the time to use it, then go for it. Yeah, I'm happy to. I'll... Um, I don't need to this week, I should say, but I'm, I, I understand why why yeah. you're going with it. So not silly to do it, in your opinion? Not silly, particularly now you add Cotter into it as well. People that are short a, a decent front row forward, well, that's going to force a few hands, isn't it? Yeah. All right, next question. Um, and it's sort of similar to do with boost, but from Jack Stock says, is the boost to get Munster a play? 
taking on the Tigers this week. A lot of people that <clears throat> I feel like with every monster, Jack Boaster. It might be the great Jack Boaster. I reckon with Munster, I could just about insert every time we've spoken about Munster over the last two years. That, cha- what's changed? Yeah, he doesn't hurt you. The Tigers. I guess people's argument would be that Pappy's not there, Hughesy's not there. Uh, He's the go-to. But Harry I just Grant show. Um, mate, sixty-five in round one with that busted finger. To be fair, I just it's a good matchup against the Tigers this week. But firstly, the Tigers got their backs against the wall. They have to at least have a crack this week. He could go big, but then comes back against the Bunnies, Roosters, and Manly. We just spoke about all these top dollar players not hitting their straps early on. He's 848K. He's probably going to drop money. I just think there's better options. All right. This one comes from M. Braithwaite, and I've sort of added a bit to his question. This, t- this game is going to be called Hold or Boot. I'm going to read three front row forwards out to you. Ooh, right. LA. Um. Hold because I don't know who you go to. Yeah. Uh, Mawali. Absolutely hold. Great news for him this week. Sean Kepi. Hold. He's been okay. Getting reasonable minutes. Again, who do you go to? Yep. Yep. That last one comes from Davo. Um, if you can only get one, grab Garrick or Kiraz. Garrick. Because last week was the time to get Kiraz. Yep. He's still, because he's got the 147-odd in his rolling average, <laughs> there's still money to be made there. And Kiraz is still a very viable trade in this week. I just like what I'm seeing from Manly. Yep. Off, as you said before, off the back of Tommy Turbo and, and Joshy Schuster, I think Garrick's in for... If to, Tommy Turbo stays fit, Garrick could average 85, 90 plus this season, and yep. I want to be on that bandwagon. The other thing about Garrick is, as he's about to go up in price, I know Kiraz, you can make the same argument for... He could get out of hand and unreachable for people if he goes whack, whack, whack. I think Garrick's more likely to get unreachable. Yeah. So I think you grab him this way. Yeah, I'm, I, I'd be Garrick. All right, let's do captains really quick, then we will call it a day mm. and I'll go line and gutter. Um, <laughs> who are we leaning towards, mate? <laughs> Harry Grant looks pretty appealing to me at the moment. Outside of that, nothing's jumping out at me huge, to be honest with you. What are you, what are you thinking? <sighs> Tempted by Tommy Turbo. Yeah, <laughs> but it feels, it feels dangerous. Two tons in two games. Bunnies, they've got no <coughs> middles, mate. I just think the Bunnies were full strength. I wouldn't, but it doesn't really matter who Tommy is playing. He's two weeks back. He had the bye in between, looking more and more confident. Pretty tempted by him. I love Harry Grant. Uh, only thing is the spy made the point last night on the podcast about hookers against the Tigers. Their middles... The forward pack's pretty good. I think a lot of the points going maybe on the edges. So I'm thinking, is it one of them cases of Harry just dish early, dish early, dish early? Uh, I'm tossing up between them two, mate. So it'll either be VC, Cleary, C, Grant, or it'll be VC, Val Holmes, C, Tommy Turbo. Just having a look, obviously, Nath Cleary returns this week against Parramatta, who've been leaking mm. fair whack of points recently. A big gamble on a Thursday night, but... If you got the balls to do it, it could pay off. Fuck, it was weird in round two when I captained Cleary on Thursday night. Everyone told me Thursday night captains were stupid. Did you see everyone bagging the Tom Trevojevic captains last week on oh, Thursday night? Oh. Everyone went hush hush. It was fucking weird. Yeah. Bizarre. Anyway, can't win them all. Exactly right, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind that play, though. Win a couple about it and gloat about it when we do. Love it. Um, the other one, our boy Val Holmes. A lot of people are selling him against the Titans. I actually think the Titans are a really good shot at an upset here in this game. I genuinely mm. do. But I think they win it 
70 to 68. <laughs> so Val Holmes might not be a bad little play there. It's it's gamble. I'd need, all... him at, I'd need him at fullback. If Look, it's likely Chester plays fullback, but after the getting flogged last week, Chester was fine, but if they do want the extra X factor and they put him to fullback, I'll do it. Who's the Titans' right edge? Who's that is? Right edge, you've got Tanner Boyd, Joe Stimson. Who's that right centre? Philip Sammy Aaron played up. Yeah, Sharp. Um, Phil Sammy played right wing last week, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I know. I want him at fullback. I can't yeah. do it at centre. No, that's fair. That's fair. I just think goal kicking with his base, and if he can just plug one or two attacking starts. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty confident in saying he gets 60, 65 there. In that game? Yeah. Val, which yeah. I mean... You'd take. You'd take that at the moment. Better Not many captains are going... Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, so I, I reckon he's a consider, but it's hard to go past Turbo, isn't it, with South Sydney missing middles and whatnot. Yeah. It's tough. Um, by the way, just shout out to Matty Burton. Um, lost the goal kicking this week. Mm. Scored unbelievably well. Crazy. Probably would have tunned up with the goal kicking, but I think it makes it harder now that he's not kicking. Yeah, what he's averaging forty odd. Yeah, I just I'll own Matt Burton at some point, some point. this season, but it ain't yet. Yeah, not yet. All right, guys, uh, thank you. Are we done? Are we good? Yeah, mate, I'm sick. Yeah. Oh, MJ is going to put the hang the cleats up. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us once again, guys. On beers and break, Evans. We'll, we will be back next Wednesday, three p.m. as per usual on YouTube. Brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. They make investing in property easy for you. There is links in the description below. I've got a number of uh, educational events and whatnot coming up over the next few weeks. So make sure you go and get your paws on them. A heap of people are signing up. They're it's unreal, great. mate. They're, they're, they're so good. We said it a few times now, but I've been out to one of them, the, the actual events, and geez, I learned a lot about it. Yeah. And Tony has promised me that if you go in there and meet him, he will sing you that Matt Burton song that Roasty put up the other day. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... Would he lie to you? I know he wouldn't lie to me, so make sure you ask if when you're If nothing there. else, you'll get some good footy yarns out, doggies yarns out. Without a doubt, yeah. But be, be, be ready for the doggies rhetoric. Yeah, yeah, It's coming. All right, guys, thank you for joining us once again. Thanks for today, mate. The halfback today. Yeah, you've done well, mate. It doesn't. Thank you. I, I don't say it that. often, but you've, you've lifted for us today. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, guys, we'll see you next week on Beers and Break Evans.